hungry. Hey everyone, it's me, Lisa Lillian, also known as a hungry girl. Happy 2021. I am back with my pals, Mikey and Jamie, for our very first Chew the Right Thing podcast of the new year. Hey guys. Hello. Hi, happy new year. Happy New Year to you. I'm singing Happy Birthday. Well, it is, you're singing it to the oh. tune of Happy Birthday. And happy Birthday to yeah, you, happy Lisa. Birthday. Thank you. It was my birthday. Do I sound older than I did in the last podcast? I was going to say, you're looking a little... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> looking? Hey, I, 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 have, I have the enhanced appearance feature checked on my Zoom, okay? So, like... I should not. I should be going backwards. You, you look like a baby. And actually, you posted a picture <laughs> on New Year's Eve on Facebook, and one of them I thought it was Lauren, but I think it was you. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Your That's 20-something nice. niece. That's a compliment. <laughs> yeah, she's 21. I'll take it. Um, anyway, my birthday was really fun. It was nice, um, except like... I think at this point, everyone pretty much has celebrated a birthday in quarantine. Yeah, so we're like, just talking about really... that. And yeah. if not, you will. <laughs> Mine is coming up in 24 days. Um, so for me, it's like I went on a nice long walk with my niece. Um, we walked forever all around the neighborhood. And then when I got back, we have like a neighborhood Facebook page. And I was just checking it out because what else is there to do, really? <laughs> and someone had posted, and this someone is Tori Spelling, who lives <gasps> in my neighborhood. And she oh. posted... Help, my ferret got out of my kitchen door and she's missing and my daughter is devastated and the ferret responds to like crinkling sounds and crunchy snacks and if anyone sees her, you know, here's where I live. It's not far. It's, you know, in my community and <laughs> she put up her cell phone number. So I was like, Lauren, we have to go find Tori Spelling's ferret. <laughs> of course, right? <laughs> Please tell yeah. me you found Wouldn't it. you? <laughs> and she so gifted get in the you car. with a 90210 <laughs> DVD set. No, sorry, go on. <laughs> No, we got in the car and we went and it, we realized like this community, there's a lot of like space between the houses and it, it, there's just no way you're going to see a ferret anywhere. And I was devastated. I'm like, oh my gosh, because there's like wild animals all around. Anyway, long story short, she posts as we're driving around looking for the ferret, she posts that they found the ferret, Yay. which I was happy about. But then I was like, well, maybe now that I have her address, I need to Amazon Prime one click a fancy ferret sweater vest for her ferret. So the next time the ferret gets out, wow, he's easier to spot. <laughs> so did you I do ordered it? Tori. I did. I ordered Tori Spelling's ferret I've ever heard sweater. <laughs> it's her, it's end the podcast. We can't possibly top that. <laughs> I mean, I and then I posted on the message board. I was like, I and I posted just that. I'm like, okay, well, I ordered a sweater vest for your ferret, and so she'll be easier to spot next time. And only one neighbor like clicked to love, and everyone else probably ran screaming and was thinking, I'm a lunatic. <laughs> I'm so excited for that. I'm going to start following her on Instagram and wait for that picture to be posted. Well, we will see. But that was my excitement. That was my birthday. That was my birthday challenge. And this episode is really good. It's like I am very excited about it because I think that it's going to be one of those episodes that really helps people for the long haul this year. It's a great way to get back on track. It's listener questions that we're answering yet again but these are things that are all really helpful for this time of year it's our our healthy new year's guide episode guided by these questions so i'm excited me too and it's also sponsored by a fantastic sponsor that we love so so much our very good friends the good crisp company potato crisps we love them you may oh, know yum. them as like the pringles 
look alike, like healthier Pringles. They come in a can. They are incredibly delicious. What I notice about them, and because I'm a potato chip really big fan, and I try not to typically eat potato chips, Pringles usually like they coat my tongue. They feel like they're fatty. Mm -hmm. These don't. So mm -hmm. it's just Pringles made for you with better ingredients. They're super crunchy. They're gluten-free, non-GMO. They come in a bunch of flavors like classic original, aged white cheddar, sea salt and vinegar, which to me is a boy flavor, by the way. <laughs> but I like it. Outback barbecue, yum, and sour cream and onion. I can't even tell you which one my favorite is because they're all good. Mike, do you have a favorite? I was going to say sea salt and vinegar, <laughs> so that obviously makes sense. <laughs> Boy flavor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mine's barbecue. Yours is barbecue? It's so good. So good. I feel like at any given time, either the classic original, the barbecue, or the sour cream and onion are my favorite. Mm -hmm. um, but what I really like are the portion control cans, like the little cans that, mm -hmm. you know, they're technically two servings or like one and a half servings, whatever it is, you could eat half of it or eat the whole thing. I think the stats are pretty great. Each serving has 140 calories, seven grams of fat. I just... I think they're amazing, truly. They're so delicious. I can't stress to you how delicious they are, honestly. I know, you really have to try them to believe it. Yeah, and the best part is, and this always goes, like people go absolutely nuts and this promotion goes through the roof because you can get 50% off of all orders and that's not all. There is a free e-cookbook that the Good Crisp Company folks have put together. It's filled with snack recipes. It's so cute, so fun. I think it might be very kid-friendly, but great for adults, too, because there's really fun snacky recipes. And to get all of these things and 50% off, just use code HUNGRYGIRL on the Good Crisp Company website. And what is that URL, Jamie? That is thegoodcrispcompany.com. Makes perfect <laughs> sense. That's where to go, thegoodcrispcompany.com to place your orders. Get 50% off and your free e-cookbook with code HUNGRYGIRL, all one word, no spaces. Excellent. It's like the best birthday gift ever, Lisa. I hope you ordered. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they sent a box for the holidays and I was so happy. It wasn't even, it was like an early birthday gift, but they sent a box of chips for the holidays. Crisps, Aww. I should say. Love those Yum. guys. All right. So before we jump in, Mikey, what you got? Breaking shoes. All right. This is really big news for Kit Kat fans. Hershey's is coming out with Kit Kat Thins. Now, there isn't a lot of info about them yet. But they're, they're thinner wafers. What people are thinking that maybe instead of being three stacked wafers, it's two. Um, and I guess they're going to be in stores in March. So very soon. Oh, wow. Like, you know what? Kit Kats, not only are they one of my favorite candy bars, like taste wise, but stats wise, they're always really reasonable. Mm -hmm. So I cannot wait to see the stats. I'm assuming we don't know what those stats are yet. Yeah, there's nothing yet, like no nutritional information at all. But I'm sure in the in the coming days and weeks, we'll get that info. You know, yes. I'm like wildly Googling now as I see. Because <laughs> um, sometimes the thins, it's like they're not necessarily lower in calories. It's just, you know, a different texture, a different, you know, but it will, will be good to we'll find out. I think out. He, usually they weigh a little bit less, like it's the same. Mm -hmm. But they mm -hmm. might weigh a little less. I have hopes. I have high but hopes. But I, I would just eat more. <laughs> <laughs> I got one more quick little one here. Um, we're going to have to go back to Aldi for another Haldi because they've come out with two new dessert hummus flavors. So the new ones, mm -hmm. well, one of them you're going to really think is gross. But the other one I think you're going to like. One of them is sugar cookie, which I think you'll like. And then Yum. the other one is chocolate mint. Oh, 
Well, but somebody else made a chocolate mint hummus, like a dessert hummus that was pretty good. Like, but really? people love chocolate mint, and I do. I think it's a great way to cover up the taste of the chickpeas. Mm-hmm. So I. Oh you yeah, know, good point. No, yeah. no, I'm not off board, <laughs> as they would say. <laughs> off I'm board. Kind of, I'm kind of on board with this. I would try it. It's so funny. I I had Aldi on the brain because in the past two days I have seen two giant Aldi trucks on the road and I was like, I have to get back there. So now I really have to get back there. I thought you were going to say you have to hijack the truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not that crazy. That's me. The new well, me I, in 2021. I imagine you've been Hijacking watching, trucks. <laughs> I imagine you've been watching a lot of true crime lately. So maybe you got inspired to, you know. Do that. Um, <laughs> l- to be honest, I have been watching so much less true crime and so much more Hallmark. It's kind of scary. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. I'm I'm fearing that today that we're recording this because the day we're recording this is actually Sunday. It's like January 3rd, my anniversary, mm-hmm. by the way. Oh, it's- happy anniversary. Um, thanks. But I think today is going to be the last day that they're going to show Christmas movies on Hallmark. And Aww. I am sad. Oh, no. What is your favorite one from the holidays? Do you have a Good favorite? thing I have the app. Yes, I, I think I do have a favorite. I loved, and it was not a new one. I like anything with Candace Cameron Bure, which you guys know. I'm like mm-hmm. obsessed with her. But I loved um, the one I saw that I loved the most. I think was called Christmas Town, where she gets like stuck in this little town. She's like on her way to a little another little town, but she gets Aww. stuck in this little town and like falls in love and gets rid of her. Like I just I realized that these movies are very formulaic. Mm-hmm. They're they all ha- the same thing happens. Like it's always like a really cute, likable main character. She's got this soon to be ex fiance. Like they think they're getting married, but then she easily falls in love with someone new. She meets in a day or two and they don't kiss until the end and then the credits roll and then the original <laughs> so terrible fiance is at the door <laughs> Basically. wait but lisa don't worry because soon hallmark will come out with their valentine's day suite of of movies uh, yeah. so oh they have okay. those? i think so they have to yeah. and if not uh future business <laughs> isn't every hallmark channel yes. show a uh, valentine's themed i mean it just seems like it's the same story someone falls in love with somebody else it's like it's always valentine's all they have to do is cgi (sighs) the christmas decorations and change them to red (laughs) and hearts done done deal (laughs) there's something about them i just love them so today's my last day to do that um anyway so all right well let's uh are we ready to jump in i don't know should we tell people the big breaking news about january and hungry girl and the exciting things happening oh yes yes jamie take it away All right. This is so exciting. Finally, at long last, Hungry Girl Fast and Easy, all natural recipes in 30 minutes or less, is coming out in the middle of the month, so January 12th. And to celebrate, Lisa is doing a cooking show every single Tuesday in January, uh, 5 o'clock Pacific time, 5 p.m. Pacific time, 8 p.m. Eastern time. And she's going to be doing new recipes from the cookbook, Fast Easy Recipes and giving out tons and tons of amazing Hungry Girl swag. So you guys have to join us. It's going to be amazing. Facebook Live. So just go to the Hungry Girl Facebook page every Tuesday in January. I'm so excited. The first one ran already yesterday because this podcast drops on Wednesday. It, right? We can yeah, put a so link they can, on the Foodcast page. Yeah, yeah, we'll link yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Replay. Cool. Replay. Replay. I'm very excited. I haven't been live in a while. I know. I feel like I've like been in hiding. <sighs> I've been busy looking for Tori Spelling's <laughs> ferret. That's what I've been busy doing. Okay, um, so we've got voicemails from listeners who need help, and we're here for them. Hi, Hungry Girl, Jamie and Mikey. My name is Kelly Lynn, and I'm from Cape Breton Island in Canada. 
I absolutely love all of your recipes. Because of you, I was able to jumpstart my weight loss again, and now I'm losing weight for my wedding. So my question is, how do you avoid falling back into bad habits? Every day, it's a struggle to remember not to munch while making supper or to avoid those BLTs. If I slip once, I fall back into that habit. So how do you avoid falling back into old habits? Thank, hung- thank Hungry Girl. I'm a huge fan. Kelly Lynn, we love you. Thank you for calling in. Um, congratulations on your upcoming wedding. I think you ask a question that plagues so many people. Um, and I think the, the easiest way to sum it up, and let me know if you guys agree with me, I feel like when you think about habits, you want to make sure that one of your habits isn't falling completely off the wagon when you fall off once. Mm. So for me, the thing that was most helpful is I made it a habit to just take like one day at a time or even like a few hours at a time. Mm -hmm. I always try to do my best. And if I slip up, which happens, I either try to go for an extra walk and move around a little more or just think, okay, tomorrow's another day. I think the the habit I used to be and I the habit I used to have was more like what Kelly Lynn is talking about, where like I'd slip up, I would munch a lot, I'd snack too much, I'd overdo it, and then I'd say, oh, this is terrible, it's over. And then this cycle would continue until I was able to sort of psychologically get back into that place where I was ready to make that choice. Mm-hmm. So that's a, is that too simple of an answer? But I really think it works for me. I mean, I think it just reminds me of when you talk about the idea of like, an all or nothing attitude being really detrimental to success. And I think that's so important with New Year's because so many people make big New Year's resolutions and then they feel like, oh, I failed. I didn't stick to my perfect New Year's resolution of eating perfect every day. So I'm done. I failed. It's like you have to just have that attitude that it's a process. It's a journey and you're not going to be perfect. So accept that from the start and There's no failure if you just every day, every, like you said, even after every occasion, you just keep going. Yeah. And a lot of people, there's someone, um, I think Laura also said it would be helpful if we would address how to stick to what you're doing when the going gets hard and keep that motivation past the first week and really commit. And it's exactly what you're saying and what we're saying here. It's like, it's not about being perfect for the first week and then you fall off the wagon. Like I read some stat. Every year, the same stat comes out. It's like the number one New Year's resolution is to eat healthier. Mm -hmm. And by, what is it, January 20th, Mm -hmm. usually like 80% of the people abandon that. And it's really not about Mm -hmm. that. It's just about taking one day at a time, doing the best you can and realizing nobody's perfect. Yeah, I think too, it's like what you talk about with the on again, off again, diet mentality, like forget about the wagon. There is no wagon. It's a lifestyle, you know, and the less you think about being good, being bad or sticking to your diet, not sticking to your diet, just start to do things that you can do forever, things that work for you. And, you know, it might not look like the person next to you, but find what you can do. Um, And I think like, I mean, not to tie back to our sponsor, but like it's a it's a perfect example of like, if you know you're going to crave salty, amazing, delicious, crunchy snacks, be prepared with better versions. You don't have to swear off them completely, you know, find things that work for you so that you can, you know, still enjoy food, but do it in a, in a better way. Exactly. Okay. Next question we have is from our friend, Stacy. Good morning, Hungry Land. This is Stacy from North Carolina. My question is about vegetables. I hate vegetables. I hate adding salads to my diet, but I know I need to eat them. 
What are your tips for adding um, adding vegetables to the diet? Um, I've seen things about hiding them in recipes. I've I've been interested in adding tasty side dishes. I just need your help. Thank you, guys. Have a good day. Oh, I love vegetables so much. So it's like it's a, it's almost hard for me to relate to this question, even though a lot of people don't necessarily like vegetables, and it's easier for them to hide the vegetables. So I would say if you're a person who wants to eat more vegetables and lots of them and find ways to hide them, there are ways to do that. Like I know there's a lot of gimmicky recipes where you like put zucchini in cookies and things like that, but I don't recommend hiding them that way necessarily, although, you know, whatever, we have a bunch of great recipes that may do that. But the best way to get like high volumes of vegetables into your diet is to really try to make them feel like something else, like pasta or like rice. So like, okay, Green Giant obviously is our friends in that arena. Like they... They make those amazing spiralized and riced veggies that you get in the freezer section of the market, and those are the easiest way to do that. But even just spiralizing your own zucchini or picking up a bag of riced cauliflower, if you add, or even like broccoli slaw, that's the Mm -hmm. original. I would Mm -hmm. say broccoli slaw, like we've been doing this since what, 2004, 2005, using broccoli slaw instead of pasta. If you just cook it and put the right sauces on it and you can easily mask the taste of the vegetables Mm -hmm. and use it instead of a pasta dish. And to me, that's hands down the best way to hide your vegetables and get them. I mean, can you think of a better way to eat a a huge amount of vegetables if you really don't like the taste? No, I love the idea of like trans, it's like you do double duty because one, you're eating your vegetables, two, you're kicking a craving for something that, you know, maybe is a little heavier than you want. You know, the other ones that come to mind are veggie fries. So like cooking them up, we have some recipes on the website we can link you to. Um, carrots, butternut squash, like mm-hmm. cooking out so they're crispy and dunking them in ketchup. Um, and also I like cauliflower mashies. And I think if you love potatoes, like if you go 50-50, we have, again, a bunch of great recipes with mashed cauliflower, mashed potato. I feel like that is the exception of a good way to hide it. Because to me, that just mm-hmm. tastes like delicious mashies. I totally agree. All right, but I'm going to say this because I have to, because I love vegetables so much. And I really, really, really would like Stacy to try to like vegetables a little more. So here are a few little tips that are very veggie centric that might make you like them more. So for starters, I love broccoli. Broccoli is like a huge snack of mine and I like to buy it pre-cut in the bag. And I don't love the taste of raw broccoli because it tastes a little too much like came just from the ground kind of Mm -hmm. like it tastes very grassy so I throw it in the microwave for a little while I don't like to make it overly soft and mushy or smelly like some people (laughs) complain about the smell of broccoli but you just cook it a tiny bit it's almost like a parboil kind of uh texture Mm -hmm. and you dip it in something that is just completely delicious that is decadent and not like crazy in the stats department and my two favorite things or even more than two favorite things Anthony's cheese powder which is like the most magical powdered cheese that's all natural. You can get it on Amazon. We will link you to it on our show page. Um, You mix that in a little water. You make a cheese sauce. You could dip your broccoli in that. Or go to Trader Joe's if you have a Trader Joe's near you and buy. They have some of the most delicious, decadent-tasting dips that Mm -hmm. can make anything taste amazing for not a lot of calories. They have a, a truffle dip that is to die for. They have a jalapeno, um, what is it? Jalapeno, cauliflower jalapeno dip. Oh, so I good. love it. 
all like really very reasonable in the stats department. Mm -hmm. So I'm pushing for Stacy to try veggies with that stuff on it. I've been trying to do more veggies too. So we actually just got it. I got a lot of carrots and I got um, that Trader Joe's uh, buffalo. Uh, was a buffalo Ooh. hummus dip, which I hope oh, is good. Yum. <laughs> I hope is healthy. <laughs> I, I got it purposely because I thought yeah. it was healthy. But yeah, I mean, Trader Joe's has the best. Well, and also you just reminded me of a couple of things. But wait, before I forget, Lisa, do you, when you cook that broccoli lightly, do you then chill it before you dip it in like those dips or you do it warm? Both ways. I will have it anyway. Yeah, especially the cheese, like the cheese sauce, I usually have it warm. But the other dips, I it goes both ways. Yeah. So like, because sometimes I'll like take the rest of the broccoli bag and just put it in the fridge. And so it's mm-hmm. like already cooked a little. And then I just pull the bag out and I eat it. I'm not fussy mm-hmm. like that. It's great anyway you slice it. And even if you think you don't love veggies, just give it a try and you might really, really like it. Well, and I'll jump on that in the challenging you to not hide your veggies. Um, two <laughs> things that I do that make a huge difference is either roasting them at like a high, high temp. So they get all charred and delicious with like really good seasonings, sea salt. Um, actually, Mrs. Dash makes some incredible seasoning blends. Um, but also air frying it. We just busted out our air fryer. We cooked some chicken in it. It's amazing oh how, God, so I know good. this is like off the veggie topic, but how crispy and decadent the outside is. So like air fry some, like those carrot chips would be mm-hmm. great in the air fryer. I feel like any, any veggie, if you put in the air fryer starts to taste more decadent and yummy and delicious. So that's my challenge. Love that air fryer. Um, okay, are we ready to move on to our next topic and question from our friend Jeannie? Hi, Hungry Girl, Lisa, Jamie, and Mike. Uh, this is Jeannie, and I'm calling to ask, ask a question about your stats that you're always talking about on the podcast. Whenever you review a new product, you you review the, the carbs and the protein and the fats and sugars that's in the product, but when I look at that label in a store, I don't really, at a glance, I can't tell, you know, is this good or is this not good? What numbers should I be looking for or what numbers should I be saying, whoa, stay away from that? Um, If you could explain that a little bit more, I think it would be really helpful. Thanks so much. Bye. Thanks, Jeannie. That is another great question. I feel like we hear this all the time and not just from people who read our content or listen to our show. Uh, I hear that from a lot of companies who are pitching us with their products. Like they want to know what stats they need to aim for. And, you know, for me, I know it can be overwhelming when you look at a label. And there's a lot of people that go straight for the ingredients and they are of the belief that I have to look at the ingredients. If sugar is number one, I can't have this product or if something else or there's a lot of uh, preservatives. Look, I try really hard to get products that have cleaner ingredients, but that's not my first place that I stop. Honestly, when I look at a label, I want to look at the macros. I want to look at the stats, but it's not as much for the exact amount of protein, carbs, fiber, fat. Sure. Do I stick with lower fat items? Kind of. But it's really more for me about the calorie counts and the serving size. Is it a good deal? You get a lot of bang for your calorie buck. Does this package look like it has one serving, but it really has three? And you have to do a little math. I mean, that's the bottom line. It is all about math. And Jeannie, I mean, if your doctor has told you you have to aim for a certain number of carbs or a certain percentage of fat in your diet, then that information is right there on the bags and you just have to do math. But 
for me, my math is always, oh, I looked at this bag. It has four servings. So what if I accidentally eat all four servings? How many calories am I going to take in? And I think that's like, that's a place that I tend to start, but that's probably because I am not on a low carb diet. I am not a believer that all fats are bad fats. So I don't always avoid higher fat foods. I don't, I do like fiber and I do try to get foods that do have a lot of fiber. So if you're at the market and you're in the bread aisle or you're looking at a food, whether it be a cracker or bread or cookies, and you're hoping that there might be fiber, that's a good number to look at. And if there's a choice, then grab the one that's higher in fiber. But I don't think that there is like any hard and fast rule for the number of carbs, the the Mm -hmm. percentages of carbs, percentages of fats in my world. Again, I am not a nutrition professional. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a registered dietitian. So for me, it's not about those numbers. Clearly, if you are worried about that for your health and you have a dietitian or someone who's recommending what you, you know, what you take in, look at those numbers and do the math. Like I know so many people that have to, that really watch their carbs. So they're looking at that Mm -hmm. carb number. And so if it's right there on the bag, you know, if this product you're eating in the morning is super high in carbs, then maybe for lunch, eat a product that has fewer carbs. But mm-hmm. again, it's all about that. I, How many servings are in the bag? <laughs> I feel like that's the best tip also, because those macros, the carbs, the sugars, the protein, they mean nothing unless you're paying attention to the serving size. So if you look at them and you think, oh, these are good numbers, but then you follow Lisa's tip and you look at not only the serving size, but the servings per container. And you say, there are so many things that I look at that are three servings or two and a half servings. And I'm like, I know I would eat that in one sitting. So again, those numbers, they may look impressive, but you have to, you know, be a little bit of a detective like Lisa talks about, do the math and say, is it really worth it for what's a realistic serving size for me? Um, you know, a couple of other things that come to mind if you are not on specifically a low carb diet or a low sugar diet, and you're just looking for like general help looking at those numbers, I actually think the daily value percentages can be helpful just from to like simplify it. If I look at something and it says, oh, this is 60% of the carbs you're supposed to have in a day, even though that's like a general, not specific number. And I think it's based on like 2000 calories a day, whatever. It's, it's still a good guideline of, Hmm, am I going to eat? Like, do I want this to be the majority of my carbs for the day? No. Then maybe I want to look for something lower. I feel like it's just like a good, a good little check-in to see how it compares to what you would take in for the whole day. Mm-hmm, totally. And I, and I personally love protein. So when something has more protein mm-hmm. than, you know, than other sort of macros, I mm-hmm. go for that. Because I know protein satisfies yeah. me and it's not going to make me hungrier. I know if something's higher in carbs, I'm going to feel hungrier after I eat it and less satisfied. So mm-hmm. hopefully that's helpful information. I think too, one thing I just wanted to say is um, the idea that like, especially with sugar and carbs, they're not all created equal. So sometimes people will say, hey, how can you write about this product, Hungry Girl? It's so high in carbs. And then we look at it and it's like freeze dried fruit. You know, mm-hmm. like if it's something that a lot of times if I see a high sugar or carb count, I'll look at the ingredients. And if those sugar and carbs are coming from from like really healthy natural sources. Like for me, that's a little bit better than, oh, they're just coming from white flour and granulated sugar. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Good advice. And a quick note to those companies that send in stuff that don't make the nutrition label uh, cut for Lisa. I end up eating them. So... (laughs) 
bring them in like those um those sweet potato fries and chips that came in a couple weeks ago that were I think 130 calories for like five chips. I I ate them and they were really good. Thank you. <laughs> what makes you think we wouldn't write about those? <laughs> five. <laughs> those tasted good. But they were like there was five. Chips. It was like I think five or six chips for 130 calories. So compared to like a regular bag of potato chips is 14 chips for usually like 130 or 40 calories. Mike's learning. <laughs> Look at you, Mike. I'm impressed. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, well, we have more of those chips in the office, so feel free to grab them okay, I will. when you go back there. <laughs> All right, are we ready for our next cue? We are. Here we go. Hi, Hungry Girl staff, Lisa, Jamie, Mikey, and everyone else. This is Rosemary from Florida, and I have been a huge fan of yours since the very beginning. And I'm very fortunate that I even got to meet you a couple of years ago here in Fort Pierce. Anyway, my question for the new year is afternoon snacking. In my opinion, I eat a pretty good breakfast and lunch, and I make sure that I have protein. I even have a protein snack on my way home from work, but then it's usually about two and a half to three hours before dinner, and that's when the snacking occurs. And I know what I should be eating, but if you can give me any type of advice or tips to deal with afternoon snacking and munching, I would really appreciate it. Thanks so much, and Happy New Year. Bye. That's Rosemary. I remember her. Aww. I totally met her. She was she was with Dana Miller, I yep, think. Yep, yep. When I, I think, yep, yep, yep. Go. Anyway, Rosemary, hopefully we can help you. Um, we are big snackers. For me, I really embrace afternoon snacking because especially, especially when we're in – lockdown or, you know, people are still just dealing with, is everybody in lockdown? I don't know if everybody is, but we certainly are. And I'm sure in general, you guys are just not going out for big dinners like you used to, or even necessarily preparing huge dinners. While I'm home, I tend to snack a lot before dinner and eat less for dinner. So I'm not saying that will work for everybody, but I don't mind having a little bit of a heftier snack if it's going to make me eat less later in the day. So for me, I like things like turkey slices with pickles, um, things that are loaded in protein. I feel like if you start to snack on whatever you're preparing for dinner, that's you'll end up eating two or three servings of your meal. So I don't necessarily... Um, advise that. But also fruit is a great afternoon snack. I think a half of an apple or a whole apple or cucumber slices, carrot sticks, not to sound boring, but like even that same broccoli with the cheese sauce, any veggie snack is great. I like something. I tend to not have like sweet snacks because I know that's going to make me much hungrier and eat more at dinner. So I think it's just about creative snacking before your meal and getting something that's going to sort of curb your hunger so you don't overdo it during your meal. That's what works mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. I think a couple of things that I picked up on from what you're saying too, high volume snacks. So if you know you're a muncher snacker, you want to keep going, like fat-free popcorn is a good one because you can eat a lot of it. Veggies and dip, like you talked about. Like, again, if you know you want to keep going back, pick something that you can have a lot of for not a lot of calories. Um, the other thing too that works for me, like you said, like if you know you're a snacker, plan for it. Plan to have a snack. Don't make it off limits or bad. You know, if you know that you're going to crave a certain thing, have the healthier alternative. And then also this is a big one for me is 
make it off limits for yourself to eat out of a bag or a box and like always like put a portion on a plate, put a portion. That's like a little trick that worked for me. Um, because if I start like, it's okay to munch, but like put it on a plate so you can look at it and know what you're taking in. Because if I start reaching into a bag or a box, I can like kid myself. Did I only have two or three? Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Let me keep going. But if I'm sort of more mindful about it, that helps me. Totally. I, I totally agree because it's too easy to eat the whole bag. Absolutely. And it's good to make rules. Like I, it's one of the questions we're asked all the time is how do they, how do people stop eating after dinner? Like for so many people, it's nighttime snacking that really does them in. And for me, and this has helped because I've been doing this for, I would say pretty much a year now or almost a year now is that I stop eating at a certain time. And I'm such a rule follower. I don't like breaking rules. Like I, I have to tell you, I, when I make up my mind to have like a new rule or a healthy habit, like when I started walking 30,000 steps a day, which I have done every single day since March 18th, still to this day. And now I floss twice a day because there's a rule. Ooh, look at you. There's a, do my teeth look sparkly? There's a new they rule do. for me. Like I, I've set rules and I am such a rule follower. Like if you just make a rule, mm -hmm. stop snacking at a certain time, brush your teeth, just like mm -hmm. keep it out of your head. It's just not an option. Like there are a lot of things that aren't an option. You're not going to like go to the supermarket in your pajamas. That's not an option. You're not going to wake up and start your day without brushing your teeth or getting a little bit clean in some mm -hmm. fashion, that's not an option. Make that same rule or a, t a similar type of rule for snacking. I like that. For me, it's, I know that my after dinner snack is berries, like strawberries, blackberries. And it's sort of like, and not even a rule, like a guideline. It's just something that I know I've planned for it. That's my after dinner snack. And it's the same kind of thing for me. It doesn't matter what time I have it, but it's just that's what I eat after dinner. I don't eat anything else after dinner. And I think too, like if that sounds too strict to anyone, remember, this is just our advice and what works for us. It's all about finding what works for you. You might say, hey, that makes me feel too restricted. That's okay. You can explore other things that work for you. But, you know, again, these are just tips and tricks of what yep. works for us. I like the berries. Very healthy, Jamie. They're loaded with fiber. Is it weird that I eat them frozen, like half frozen? <laughs> I wouldn't say it's weird. You eat, I remember you used to eat frozen mango too. Like it's the, fine. It's good. Right? I mean, I like thought enough so that I'm not like biting into rock hard ice cubes, you know, but like it's, I don't know, it takes me a while so to like eat. like you're not. <laughs> it's like a fruit, you know, think about like a frozen fruit pop, you know, it's like little ones <laughs> and all fruit. Yes, absolutely. The day that you start crunching on something and you realize it's half a tooth, then you know you should stop. But until then. All right. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Okay. Um, and we have a question from Samantha. Hi, this is Sam Grimes from Kansas City. And my question is about wine and what I could drink instead of wine that would still feel like a special treat. I think um, my wine habit has been responsible for most of the pounds I've put on during this pandemic. And I would like to get a fresh start in the new year, uh, lose some of those pounds and just feel better overall. So that's my question. What could I drink besides wine that would still feel like I was getting to have a special treat or a special cocktail? Thank you. Bye. Sam in Kansas City. I love Kansas City. Some of my favorite food in the whole country is in Kansas City. So now I'm just thinking about like barbecue. But um, it's a good question. I think alcohol does a lot of people in. Like luckily, like that's never been an issue for me. Like I'm not really a big drinker and I'm not really a person who enjoys 
wine so much. So hopefully I'll be giving helpful advice here. But I feel like the idea of wine is you feel a little fancy when you have a glass of wine. You feel relaxed. You pour it in a nice glass. And I think, Sam, maybe you need to find some maybe sparkling beverages that have like essence of fruit or even some of our recipes. Like I'm sure we could dig and figure out some recipes that we have that are like sort of pitcher recipes that are fruity that might use like seltzer and sparkling water and fruit or like spa water. And if you pour it and just pour it in a nice glass and sit with your fuzzy slippers and watch a Hallmark Mm -hmm. movie, like it might feel (laughs) like you're drinking a glass of wine. I don't know. Hopefully that's not terrible (laughs) advice. I don't think any of us here. This episode is not sponsored by (laughs) Hallmark. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) Your advice is much better than the advice I was going to say. I was just going to say buy really cheap, really terrible wine and you'll never want to drink it. No. Oh, wait, but that did remind me sometimes, like when I was younger, I would make white, like white wine spritzers. So like you have mostly Mm. sparkling water and then you just spike it with a little bit of wine. Mm -hmm. That's probably, Mike, Mm -hmm. you really hit on something because that's the (laughs) best, that might be the best thing to do because you get that flavor, that little like pinch Mm -hmm. of wine in your sparkling Mm -hmm. water. I'm not saying it has to be cheap. I think you could do... You could do like three ounces of wine, three ounces of seltzer, and then like a lot of like fresh citrus squeezed in and it's like yummy and feels special. It's sort of like a combination of the spa water advice Mm -hmm. and, you know, getting to have some wine. Throw some of those frozen berries in there. Yes. It's a date. (laughs) Yes. Or like, you know, you start off with like half and half and then you go from three ounces to two ounces and then just to one ounce. It's like you wean yourself off training wheels. Perfect. Yeah. I think, too, there are some low calorie wines. So one that we've tried and liked is Fitvine that has uh, a lot fewer calories, sugar, carbs than regular wine. And then I know Mike's all about this because he normally will only have a glass and hates opening a bottle. They make single serving wines. So you can go and find if you google it there's a bunch of them that way it might keep you from going back for that second or third glass if you have those single serving options Mm -hmm. um and then another thing i thought of is like maybe make it more of a special occasion so if you find that you're having one to two glasses of wine most nights maybe say you know what it's my saturday night thing or it's my friday and set like you know only in the weekends like like you said a little rule and then it does feel really special and you know again it's like a little guideline of like wait it's not Saturday. I'm going to wait till Saturday. I, I can wait that long to have my glass of wine or my two glasses of wine. Mm-hmm. And I do like those little cans, those little skinny. I, someone sent us like these sparkling rosé cans. And I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I did have one over break and it was amazing. Yeah. It was so good. Mm-hmm. And portion controlled because I'm the same way. If I open a bottle of wine, I end up it goes it just goes bad. It ha- I, I try to mm-hmm. share it with people, but it just ends up sitting there and I feel bad. But are you and and there are some people that would say, well, I'm not going to let it go to waste, so I'm going to have two or three glasses tonight, mm-hmm. so it doesn't go to waste. <laughs> I would just that's never a good idea. I'd fall on my face. <laughs> I would fall right to sleep. <laughs> well, and you know what the old Weight Watcher adage is: better waste than waste, which works much better written than it does audio. <laughs> but better waste, as in throw it in the trash, than waste, as in you know, right? A moment on the lips, forever on the hips. Right, right, right. It's W A S T E, not W A I S T. Who was it? Somebody was like, nothing tastes as good as being thin feels. Right? Isn't that the yeah. old Weight Watchers line? Somebody said yeah, that the other but I day. Feel like. It's very old school. I feel like you can't say that today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, but somebody like... said it yesterday and I was like, who 
are you? Are you fr- are you are you transported here from 1967? Um, what did her hair look like? <laughs> oh, it was a beehive. <laughs> did she have a boot? She had a beehive. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. And we do have one more question today, and this is coming to us from Bridget. Hi, Lisa, Jamie, and Mikey. My name is Bridget, and I'm calling from New Jersey. I have a question. How do I bust through a plateau? Despite tracking, weighing, measuring, and lots of exercise, the scale just won't budge. Can you help me, please? Thank you. Bye. Bridget, you probably hit on the number one question that we are asked consistently over and over and over and over again. It's the plateau question. And I feel like the truth is there are different things that work for different people. For me personally, because I'm a bit of a creature of habit and I tend to fall into this place where I do exactly the same thing every single day. I walk here at this time. I eat this food at that time. I eat the other food at this time. I eat the exact amount of calories at, I don't know. I I could get into a place, especially when I'm focusing on trying to lose weight. That's what I do. And I feel like the only thing that ever really helps me is to change things up. The best advice I could say is change it up. Change up your exercise, change up when you eat, change up how much you're eating, maybe have one day where you are eating fewer calories, whether it's two or 300 calories less, and the next day just eat the the regular amount of calories. Change. Like to me, changing things up is the best way to beat a plateau. Um, I don't know, Jamie, what your experience has been. I know we got some advice from community members of things that work for them. Um, so feel free to share any of that. Yeah. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. One thing too, to keep in mind is once you've lost some of the weight, you may need fewer calories. You know, your body is smaller. You don't need as many calories to fuel it. So you might, we can link you to a calculator to look at, you know, of course you want to still consume a healthy amount of calories, but it may be lower than what you're consuming now. Um, a couple of things that really worked for me too, and it goes right in line with changing it up back to basics. If I'm at a plateau, I will eat fewer packaged foods because you never know. Sometimes they have more calories than you think. Same thing Mm -hmm. with eating out or takeout. Just look at those because when you start to change it up and maybe do less of that, you might, because you might be taking in more calories than you realize. And so that can kind of help. Um, So here's some great advice we got from the community. Um, Elaine said, always go back to what worked before the plateau. She said, for me, it's measuring and weighing. She follows Weight Watchers. So she became extra vigilant about tracking points. Um, some other great advice from Vanessa. She said, I sit down and write 10 things that I need to do or stop doing that will help me in my journey. I pick three and I vow to do them. And she said, for me, it's not even just weight loss, but other things in my life that maybe are contributing or getting me stuck. Oh, Kelly said, I go back to basics with Weight Watchers, but sometimes I need a kick beyond that. And when I need that, I follow the hungry girl diet for a bit and it really helps. So if you guys don't know, we have a four week jumpstart, uh, diet plan um, with a whole lot of great information about, you know, lifestyle eating, but it's, it's a book and it's really, uh, a great way to like jumpstart your weight loss. So we will link you to that. You can also get it on Amazon. Oh, this is good advice from Diane, especially for Weight Watchers, uh, people, WW folks. She also recommends changing up your food. Look to see if you're actually tracking the right numbers because sometimes stuff changes in calories and points value. She said, keep drinking your water. It really helps with weight loss. And you might need to rethink, you know, your zero point foods. And that can go for even people that aren't on WW, you know, things that you consider sort of free foods, no problem. If you're eating too much of them, portions do count. 
Um, and she said, think positive, positive self-talk works. The, those last 10 pounds can be just as hard as, you know, the first 10 or 20. So, you know, give yourself a break and, and just keep at it. That's all great advice. And it made me think, I think there's a lot in there and I'd love to reiterate some of it. I love what you said about sort of eating fewer packaged foods and watching out for those zero point foods. Because I feel like a lot of, no matter what the new Weight Watchers plans are or whatever diet plans there are, there's always sort of ways to beat the system. And a lot of times people like to beat the system. And what I mean by that is, if, oh, a banana has zero points, I'll eat four bananas. You're not going to break your bla- your plateau by eating four bananas. You're just like not, unless that's all you eat all day, which I do not mm-hmm. recommend. Um, <laughs> but so, you know, it's it's more about being honest with yourself and making smarter choices. So during that plateau time, eating things that are just a little bit you know, more whole food, more natural could definitely help you, as you say, bust through the plateau. Um, there's a lot, lots of good information in this episode. I think this is like a great sort yeah. of way to get people on track for January for the whole year 2021. And I'm excited. And are we like, we're going to link to a whole lot of stuff on our page, right on our foodcast page. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. And I want to remind people, too, we love hearing your questions. If you like these types of episodes um, and you have questions, please call and you just leave it as a voicemail. Mike, where do they do that? 805-380-8075. And the cool thing is if you are featured on the podcast, you will get a special fun gift from us. Lisa, what do you think about giving one of the voicemails that was featured today a copy of the new book? Ooh, okay. Ooh. I'll even sign it. We're going to pick one at random. Should we announce who it is right now? Yes, I'm picking. I'm not picking it at random. I'm, I'm closing picking my Rose- eyes. I'm picking I- Rosemary. I have oh, to. Oh, there there it is. you go. Rosemary, I ha- congrats. Ro- Rosemary has like been a subscriber since like, I don't know, like day one. So I hope yeah. nobody else is sad. But everyone else is still going to get a really cool yeah. thing. Yeah, and we've got some you know, long-term fans that are really active in the community and have been with us for a while on the list. So you guys are all going to get a special present and uh, yeah, call and leave a voicemail. If we, if we use it, you, you could be one of the lucky uh, recipients. And to get the information and more details about things that we discussed today, and we're going to link to some great recipes, you can go to our show page at hungry-girl.com slash foodcast. Also, I think it would be a great way to start off the year by reviewing the podcast. Don't you think? Like, isn't that like a fun activity? Yes. Great idea. (laughs) Totally. Yes. You should do it right now. Mike, how do they do that? They go to what, whichever app they're using. Most people are on the uh, iPhone. So go to the podcast app and click on our podcast, which you already have because you're listening to it right now. And scroll down to where it says write a review. Click it on, write a review, give us five stars if you really think we deserve it. I think we do. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then hit submit. And then that's that's it. And make sure to subscribe while you're there because a few months ago they had like an update and now like I don't even get the notifications. So make sure to you are subscribed on your apps. Yes. On your podcast. Yeah. And app. thank you guys so much for tuning in. It was like we have been sort of not working very much for the past like week and a half. And we it's been a while since we recorded the podcast. And I was just thinking like, wow, we're so fortunate to be able to record these podcasts and have people appreciate the work that we do and benefit from it so thank you for that Mm. and we look forward to a lot more of this in 2021 which hopefully will be a little bit more sane and healthy Mm -hmm. and slightly more normal right yes absolutely here's hoping (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. We'll, we'll be back next week. And in the meantime, please stay happy. Please stay healthy. And uh, always remember, I'm Lisa Lillian, also known as Hungry Girl. Till next time, chew the right thing.